unfortunately we did have to unplug you there for a second but we're in the process of moving locations and there's just stuff everywhere if you could just see <laughs> where we are you'd understand where i'm coming from so i do apologize from my deepest from my heart let's start again now <laughs> it's like an electrical swap it was just one of those things i'm not technical myself so i asked someone else to do it for me and they still did put it in right so mm. i'm glad we can hear you now oh no now, problem as we were saying before, Queen, you contacted me through IPL because I put something up on there and it was the word resilience. Is that correct? It was. And it, you know, just a very short post, resilience, the capacity to withstand or quickly recover from difficulties. And it's something that really resonated with me because when you're a victim of human trafficking and you have no choice when you're physically tortured or, or I've witnessed murder on, you know, multiple occasions then how how do you compartmentalize that how do you move forward with your life when you know essentially it's like being in two different worlds this world where I had been drugged and if I got angry if I voiced my anger at all or showed any any kind of emotion then I would be physically tortured and have had um marbles put in my mouth and then smashed with a um like a mallet like a kitchen mallet um which then you know smashes your teeth but then in my waking everyday life i'm functional i go to work i volunteer at a radio station i you know have all these other outside hobbies and interests and like going to the beach for walks and it's something that people i think don't really understand because I was going to work or I thought I was going to work and I was indeed going to work but because it's so difficult to um, know what's happening when you're being drugged when you're in the in the midst of that was this can I just was this in Australia it was it well I was taken in and out of Australia yes there's hard evidence um, of a passport photo of me and uh, a different name underneath and flight logs. Wow. And um, police don't want to know about it. They, they're not interested. So when I tried to get a search warrant um, so that I could try and get justice, I was given a referral to Alma Street. And so having not a lot of trust in professionals because in my waking everyday life when I had tried to you know express like oh, this is what's happening I'm a victim of human trafficking and the frustration levels because I'm not being heard and tried to I guess pin me into a little hole and say I was schizophrenic and so it really you know whether it be in in this drugged life or in this waking life it really hadn't been safe to express my feelings and express what was going on oh goodness i mean how do you function as a normal person after that has happened to you so part of that in my early days i started to study social work now i don't think that was the right degree for me and i ended up changing midway through but what it gave me was the tools on communication and more so resilience it was one of the key things I got out of it was creating happiness and, and sustaining happiness and so that's something that even though I no longer took that social work avenue I have created a course that is like a happiness toolkit that is 
involves some of the things that I've learnt along the way and what kind of areas of the brain, you know, help with your happiness levels and really looking... Sounds amazing. And obviously it's something that's helped you along. Oh, absolutely. And I think too, you know, building that support system. So whether that's through like doctors and counsellors or uh, just having, you know, friends and understanding that it's you know, and letting them know that if I don't show up for something, ring the police. Because the reason that it happened to start with was because I was in a vulnerable situation. I didn't have any family. I had a young child and my child was go to a babysitter, like go to my friend's house, but be, you know, looked after one night a week while I was working. And this person, and I still don't know who they are, today was ringing my friend and saying I was sick I had to work late I'm not feeling well so that they would take care of her for two three four days at a time when I was being drugged and taken not only in Australia but overseas so and you've had no justice for this at all no justice from this so thankfully when I was given a referral to Alma Street they confirmed these details and the evidence that was there and said, sorry, I'd normally send you to police, but clearly that's not an option. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the process of looking at ways to develop an app to not only diagnose, but also treat PTSD. So that's the bigger, longer term plan. And yep. the short term one is me doing a podcast and getting other people in from those neuroscience, psychology, you know, doctors, people that focus on the brain to look at different ways where like the emotions that the brain has or the the physical chemistry of the brain and how the little things that we can do ourselves to help put ourselves in a better state. Wow, that sounds amazing. How long ago was this that happened to you, can I ask? recent like so it went on for 12 years it's it's I would say in the last six months is when it sort of started to come to a close and I recently spoke to somebody overseas who said the person that bought her was um, a lawyer so I don't think it's you know specific type of person do you know what I mean like I feel like it's so widespread and whilst it's something that I can't I do wonder if it's linked in with some of these other bigger cases. Yeah, it sounds like it could be because obviously if, if it's a lawyer in, in that instance, it could be um, high-profile people. Think, mm. Wow. that's. I mean, you hear about these things. You, you hear about them and you see them on TV, you read books about them, but I've never spoken to anyone who's actually been through it. And, and I, I just my heart goes out to you because I can't imagine the trauma that... You, you had at the time, but the trauma you must be going through on a day-to-day basis, having to deal with something you're not even sure about yourself because yeah. you, haven't, you haven't got answers to, to help you along. Absolutely. You can't accept what happened because you don't know what happened. I remember bits and, like, bits and pieces of what yeah. happened, but I think more so, you know, people say to me, you know, why can't you remember X, Y, Z? And I think, well, I think I'm so possibly hyper-focused on the murders that I've witnessed and trying to recall as much detail as possible so that 
if yep. anything does come about where I'm able to get justice, then I'm able to be as reliable as possible. I um, think when you go through trauma too, your brain switches off and, and tries to just um, help you through by absolutely. not reminding you of, of that sort of stuff. That's just, um, yeah. And I think too, it's an awful story. you know, your nervous system is so out of whack because, you know, you've been through trauma for such a long period. So it's really yeah. about doing meditation and looking for ways that bring me peace and bring me calm so that sure. I'm able to... Have you to... been through hypnotherapy at all? I haven't been through hypnotherapy. I um, had thyroid cancer quite a few years ago, so I'm quite focused on diet and, and you know, sure. the... the trying to eat organically where I can or you know limit yeah. limit bread or my rice and that sort of thing yeah and just try and focus on your you know meat and veg and salads and good for you good for you I'm so how are you how are you how are you coping now how's how's life for you now it's good it really feels though like it's at the start of the journey and you've got to kind of rebuild and sometimes when others might go along and you know they get a little hiccup in the road and you get a little sort of dip and then you go along on your merry way I kind of feel mm. like because so much has happened that it's been such an overwhelming journey if I get a little bump sometimes that can you know send you into a bit of a spiral and you've got to be really yep. focused about well, okay, I'm aware this has happened. And and having a list almost to remind yourself like, okay, let's do X, Y and Z. Let's start on a daily basis and see what I can do today and then look at what I can do tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And then after that, you start to slowly build up again so that you're, you know, feeling a bit more confident and feeling like you're on a bit of more sort of even ground. Yeah, unbelievable. You, I heard you say that you're um, volunteering at a radio station. What radio station do you volunteer for? It is Radio Fremantle. Oh, cool. Yeah. And do you find that that's, that's really good therapy for you? Because the, I suffer from anxiety and depression and IPL radio is my therapy. Has it helped you? It really is because I bring a little bit of my podcast into the studio. So I'll often um, you know, try and have guests where good. we're talking about the... I like manifestation or clearing statements or it might be, yeah. you know, more specific to the brain and, and different emotions. But sure. I think music is such good therapy and it... Oh, 100%. Yeah. Gets you dancing, gets you happy. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I always say that I have a therapist and their name is music. Mm. That's my mantra. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it has a tattoo, actually. <laughs> oh, did great tattoo. Yeah. Oh, Queen, yeah. Queen, just while I have you, yeah. uh, Lorenzo, what a powerful, incredible life story. And thank you for sharing Absolutely. Um, the fact that you're, you're still here, the fact that you're still walking, the fact you're still so positive uh, and very true to your, your first uh, communication with Oh, thank you. Yeah, look, I think... And very courageous too. I think it's really courageous to be able to talk about things that are very negative in your life because people do judge you. Do you have that a lot in your life? People judge you for your story? Yeah, 
Look, I really have had that and I think it's something that I used to be quite afraid to talk about but I I mean, I think buried in there, there was quite a bit of survivor's guilt as well for, you know, the people that I've seen murdered. So, um, you know, when you are in those situations and you're in fight or flight and your, you know, nervous system's all over the place... Um, you really do need to l- look at those very, um, what's that, is it Maslow's Law, is that what it's called? Where, you know, you've, your survival, you what you need just to get by in it the day. It is going to survival yeah. mode. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. and it's once that's that you've that. built that out and you're sort of comfortable on those levels, then you mm-hmm. can sort of almost look at starting to, work on the trauma from there but I think at this stage it's just about building out that survival space yeah mm. so how far are you with this app now not as far as I would like I had worked with a company um, a research company called Practera and they were amazing so they work with the universities and look at um having the masters or honours students to do the research, uh, do some research for you. So I've worked on sort of the benefits and what are some of the disadvantages of it, but I need to do a little bit more on the practicalities of it and it almost goes into uh, ophthalmology or psychology and, and, yeah, yeah, so it's quite involved, but... I'm enjoying the process. To do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I feel Please like... Please keep in contact me about that because once you have got it um, up and going, I would love to be able to promote it for you as oh, well. thank you. Yes, I, I really... It's something that I feel if it's something that can help me and can assist others, then, it, you know, yep. it would be great to Definitely. be able to get it out there for the community and, and also for that rural yep. aspect where, you know, maybe people find it a bit harder to get services because they are located a bit further out yeah definitely a great idea Mm. so you do podcasts as well as you say do you talk about these sort of things on your podcast i do yes how do people get hold of you on the podcast have you got an address or something we can the podcast is manifestation motivation and passion brain rewiring required which is a little bit wordy (laughs) but can you send me that information on my phone and then i'll be able to promote it on my page absolutely yeah of course right thank you and um, yeah, go on. And um, how many how many times do you go with your podcast? Is it once a week or? It has been once a week. I've just moved it to once a fortnight at the moment because it's a little bit um, crazy and a bit going on. But hopefully, it will be yep. uh, once a week again in the near future. Brilliant. Brilliant. And do you have people sort of contact you through Facebook, etc., and, and chat about these types of things, or you don't tend to yeah. go down? Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a. Uh, Facebook page and Instagram um, page, Manifestation, Motivation and Passion. Great, yeah. Again, so, send that to me and I'll pass yeah, that on. If anyone please. wants to contact, that would be amazing. Absolutely. I think with that survivor's guilt, it's um, being in a room with someone and, and you know, seeing them talk and, and get angry and, you know, wanting to escape and not be able to. It's very difficult, and then and then mm-hmm. seeing someone you know being shot in person, and and I think smelling that blood. So then, 
it's almost like there are these murders that you've seen these murders that you've seen have they um, been brought to justice has anything happened about that no no. well just these people just disappeared Disappeared, yeah really like you're saying the professionals were saying schizophrenic sorry i can't hear you very well oh you're saying that the professionals were saying you're schizophrenic and referring to on the street no no so the police had tried to pin me as schizophrenic and referred me to Alma oh, Street. The police. Yeah. Okay, However, yeah. Uh, it was Alma Street that said to me, no, we've confirmed everything and we would normally send you to police, but that's clearly not an option. There's still no action can be made. Mm. So maybe there's some sort of... And so, happening there, well, I've approached lawyers even and they've basically said until police do a search warrant, there isn't anything that can be done. So, um, yeah. That's so frustrating. And I had uh, previously made friends with a police officer and that took a while in itself because I'm not overly trusting of authority. But this person said, I'm a third generation cop and, you know, very honest. If there's anything I can do, I'll, you know, look into your case. I'll, I'll help you out. And he came back and said, I'm really sorry, but corruption's that high up. I'm so disgusted I'm leaving. And that's in Little Perth, WA. So, wow. Have um, you been able to find anyone who's gone through the same sort of thing that you've gone through in a similar situation um, who can support you with this? You know, no. like maybe there was more of you females as well. I mean, obviously there wasn't just you. Absolutely. And I've seen other people that have been drugged and passed out um, being raped. Mm. So I know it's definitely not me. Uh, I haven't met anyone in WA. The closest I've come is speaking to a lady that was in America. Okay. I don't know that it was uh, happening through the same group of people, but yeah, yeah I, she was wow. a victim of that's human trafficking. Mm. Wow. That's just a, a very sad, sad story. I'm so sorry you went through that. My heart goes out to you because, and, even, and 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 the fact that you haven't got any justice and you, you know you you don't know the full story makes it even more difficult to to accept I think and to move on. It's hard to move on when you don't really know what happened. There's so many questions you must have. It is, but I also think that there are two. I'm not convinced that it's the one group of people that it was happening through. And the reason I say that is that when I was being drugged, the feeling would be different. So I feel like I was being drugged with di- different substances. So that, in that case, it would be different groups of people using different forms of drugs? Look, or... maybe it's not. I, I don't, and, th- and this is it. Just I, I just opinion. don't know. But um, that's how it felt. Like the yeah. Sometimes you would feel a little bit clearer in the head and then there are other times that you were just so, you know, off your face that you, you really didn't know whether you were coming or going. So how did you, can I ask how you got out of it? What was the end, what was the end of that story? How did, how did you escape? I think it was simply that I have believed in the power of the pen and kept writing to different people I've written to lawyers, I've written to politicians in Perth WA, I've also written to lawyers overseas, prime ministers, presidents overseas, and... Sorry, let me interrupt you, what I meant was, when you were trafficked, how Mm. did you get out of that situation and get home? No, and I don't know, 
like literally i i would you just ended up back on straight i would go like go to bed go to sleep i would wake up somewhere else and then i would be drugged and then i would wake up in my home in my my car in my bed yeah oh i see Wow. So, and that's I think just that's awful. part of why I've never been able to get justice is because I don't have that. I've never seen, only on one occasion have I ever seen so, so someone that was... You've had to have, you've had to have moved because you'd, you'd hate for the process to happen all over again. Can you, can you hear Lorenzo? I can't hear him very well. Okay, so, so, so what he's saying was that because of all this happening... Um, at, at a particular time in your life, you would be, you'd definitely move from that area. You wouldn't, for example, if you were in a home that was happening particularly in this place, if you moved to another home, was it still happening? Well, I was, over the space of the last 12 years, I think I've moved about five times or more. And it's been happening still? So, yeah, I was initially in Atwell and then I've moved to... Hamilton Hill, I moved over to Melbourne and was over in Melbourne for a few months. Yeah, um, you don't really need to tell us where, obviously if anyone's listening, we don't need to know where you are now either. No, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no. So, so it has actually moved with you. So it has, yeah. And wow. I even at one point got a detective to look for like listening bugs in my house, which they found. Mm. So I did. Yeah, I can't believe that. That's almost a movie that you see on a Netflix channel. It's just absolutely amazing. And and sad. Not amazing, good, amazing, and terrible. Mm. I can't, yeah. It's just... I, think, I don't know how you survive on a day-to-day basis. I really don't. So you've got a lot of support now. You've got a lot of support as in counselling, all that sort of thing. Not a huge amount. It's still, I think it's always going to be sort of looking at ways you know you can continue to continue to build that support network yeah um it's trust isn't it and it is it really is Mm. um and especially when there have been impersonators and someone that was um quite well known in the film industry who i was um acquaintance with and they had rocked up at my door and I let them in and um, next thing I woke up with and sort of like in air quotation marks um, there um, uh, penis in my mouth however when I then spoke to a mutual friend and said look is this person even in Australia because something just felt off? And they contacted and said, look, I'm really sorry, like I I don't think so, but let me check. And came back and said, um, they aren't they haven't even been in Australia for the last three months. So then how do you meet a partner or trust people when you never yeah, know if the person in front of you is Legitimately, them. Are you in a? Can I ask? Are you in a relationship now? No. No, I'm not surprised. Um, My goodness, no. I would like to meet someone, but I just feel like it's incredibly difficult when you you just don't know if you can trust that person. 
Just in regards to uh, support groups, I'm not sure if you can hear me still mm. or not. Um, female women refugees, have you, have you been in contact with any of those? You don't have to say which ones, but you know, have you been able to have so, some support? Um, I didn't hear the name of the group, but there is one that... No, we don't. When, when we weren't going to talk about actually names of groups. Oh, we just wanted to make sure right. or ask if you were involved in any of that type of thing so over the last 12 years i really haven't been it was only through doing this podcast that it came about that a lady said oh i know a person that has a support group for yeah. victims of human trafficking so it's only really recently that i've been in contact wow. and she had recommended that i look it up and because i have a lived experience they said that if you you know obviously you've got to meet certain qualifications but would yeah. would there be yeah. an interest of of working for the company and how have you gone with that uh that's literally i've just got the information so this has sort of all happened in the good. last week yeah good good i think that would help mm. i really do because obviously you've got some some a lot of information there to be able to support others in that situation and unfortunately it is something that is happening out there. We can't close our eyes to it and our ears to it because it, it does actually happen. And yes, it does happen in Australia. So um, yeah. I really appreciate you coming on and being very courageous with your story. It's probably the saddest one I've ever heard, to be oh. honest. More than anything, and even though I don't, you know, I'm not coming across that way at the moment, I am incredibly angry. There's so much rage mm. there that the person or persons that are responsible yep. are not being held accountable. And other than sort of telling bits and pieces of my story i don't know how to get that message yeah. out there no what would you is there anything sort of last words that you would say to women to try and alleviate this happening to them although it's quite random anyway isn't it so it's something you, Look, something you weren't aware that was ever going to happen was there any red flags anywhere none it was very random, was it? I think it was just build your support systems. Like, people know you well enough that if you don't show up for something, then try and find out answers. And if you if they can't get in contact with you, call the police. But then sort of, I don't even know if that's a, a reasonable thing to say, given that in your case, police, in your case. yeah, haven't I mean, been we, the first thing we case. do in, in The first thing we do in a... With anything illegal happens, the first thing we're told to do is ring the police, mm. aren't we? I mean, that's how we're brought up. Absolutely. So if it's something that has happened to you that you have no um, respect or confidence in the police actually helping you out, then where do you go? No. Really? Where, did you have any family that, that, that could help you out in this time, these times? No, and that was what made me so vulnerable was because I didn't yeah. have family. So my mum had passed away. Maybe my, they knew that. My you know, grandparents had passed yeah. away and I had a young daughter at the time. So, yeah. so I, think, as... I think they. it sounds like they've picked you out because you're vulnerable mm. or you were vulnerable at the time. Yes. You were an easy target. That's my opinion, of course. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what happened, but it just, that's how it sounds to me. But um, I'm going to leave it there, Quinn. I, I, I'm absolutely shocked in your story and I, my heart goes out to you and full respect for you um, bringing this story to us today. Um, I wish I could give you a hug because if you were here, I'll give you a massive Thank hug. So you. I'm sending you a sending you a hug yeah, now and Lorenzo sending you a big so, hug. Yes. Um, please keep in contact with me because um, we both do a similar thing on radio. My radio is all about mental health. So if you've got, if you've got people yes. that you have into your radio, Fantastic. maybe I could borrow them and vice versa. Yeah, lovely. That sounds um, great. Because it's all... 
Yeah, that sounds really good. Have a have an amazing day, and my heart goes out to you. And yeah, as you say, keep happy. Find yes. ways to keep you happy, and once the app's out there, you let me know. Thank you, and my happiness toolkit will be launching soon, so I'll absolutely brilliant. Fantastic. Please do. Please do. You take care. Thank you very much. I'm going to put on a bit of a happy song now and um, have a great day. Thank you again. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Absolutely.